And I'm Sonia. And this is what we like. Yeah! <laughs> I live my life unapologetically. I do. It could be petty because I have a petty spirit. And my petty spirit is live and well. Hey, Cindy. How are you doing? I'm home. And for car chatter, I was thinking we could talk about, have you seen, um, I can't remember, is her name Robin? Robin, Whitney Houston's yes. bestie. Yeah. <clears throat> she's going, she wrote a book and now she's like going around talking and like, you know, telling her real relationship with Whitney, which I don't think too many people were like right. shocked about. I mean, it, it kind of had been out, but, you know, nobody ever confirmed or denied, you know, really. So, um, but like she's coming out telling her story and I don't know, I don't know how I feel about it just because I understand it's her story and it's probably the truth. I'm not denying that it could be the truth. It's just Whitney's not here and now her her lifestyle, which obviously she didn't want people to know because she never really came out and said, yeah, this is who I was. Right. And according to Robin, she broke it off. So I think the only surprise in that was why is she talking about it publicly now? Because she never did before. Right. And when, before when she was alive, where she could confirm or deny or, Whatever, but now to tell that, and when it was obvious it was something she didn't want everybody to know, why do it now when she's not here? And, you know, how does that affect, how do you know how her mom feels about that lifestyle? Well, she claims that the mom knew or suspected. So she know how they feel. And and I suspect an opportunity came to make some money. Yeah, but I... I don't know. I I just feel like if it was somebody that I loved and respected, then if they were gone, then that story goes with them, you know, and it stays with me in my heart. And if I want to write a book and keep it, you know, under my pillow or whatever, but I just don't know that that's something that she should have been telling at this point, you know, it's, Because she's not here to defend it. Or maybe she would deny it. Who knows? But she doesn't have that opportunity now. And now something that's personal, obviously, is out in the open. Just wasn't sure how how I felt about that. And then, which I haven't been keeping up with the whole thing. But you see little memes and stuff. Kanye West. what What is going on with him mentally? Like, he just... I don't know. Is he like now starting to, and again, I'm not following the whole thing. I'm just seeing memes Uh and little stories or whatever. But is he, is he like um, preaching or? Well, he has said that he is no longer uh, singing or performing his old music. And he is now uh, doing gospel. And he has given his life to Christ. Oh, really? Okay. I didn't know. I thought I thought the Sunday morning church or whatever he was doing, I thought that was like just a thing. I didn't know it was like he was actually 
starting to preach and all that. I just thought it was a thing. His thing is called Sunday service. I don't know that he... I, I don't know that he's trying Sunday to be service, a, a okay. preacher per se, but he is going to different services. He, he has choir performed at New Birth in Atlanta. Although the pastor Jamal Bryant said that he was it, he he felt okay having Kanye's choir sing, but he wouldn't let Kanye speak because he doesn't agree with Kanye's political view. My thought process on that is, okay, you invite him to the church and he can sing, but he can't speak. Like, if you don't agree with him, why is he there? But I don't know. And then last Sunday, he was at Joel Osteen's church. So he's making the rounds. Yeah, I saw that. I I saw a little bit of that. Okay, well. (laughs) A a lot of people (laughs) question what he's actually doing and what's going on at his Sunday service and Jason from Hollywood Unlock was there and he said it had a cult like vibe to it you you gotta have a mind of your own because right. it, it can go in that direction yeah right did you see yeah. uh, Monique is doing Netflix yes I saw that like <laughs> does she just sit down and think of stuff to put herself well, back in the limelight. But not like, only that, break. does she have grounds to sue on? Because <clears throat> Tiffany Haddish has a deal with Netflix. I mean, so she can't say that they discriminate against African Americans as a whole or women as a whole because, I mean, that's not the case. <laughs> right. Because Tiffany Haddish has been on recently. And Dion Cole has a. Uh, <clears throat> he has a Netflix um thing in the past. Uh, what's his name? So I was Cat just Williams. wondering, does she have is it any grounds to the suit? Like, is it like, is there a chance of winning that? Because I don't really see it. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think so. I. I'm I'm just wondering, like, what what's your motivation for this? Just give it a. So, <clears throat> would you want to? You think they're gonna now give you a special after this? You, who else would want to work with her at this point? You know, like you're just killing it. <clears throat> I wouldn't even want to work for her to host my charity event or something. Like, she, I wouldn't want that, and not not only her, but. You know, you add her husband. Yeah, and I think throughout the years, I don't think that she has had an opportunity for a lot of work. At least where she's doing movies or or with other people. I think she's continued her comedy or her stand-up, then that's kind of her. But I don't think she's really gotten opportunities that she probably could have if she had approached things differently. What about the vegans suing Burger King? Girl... So here's my thought on on that. You are a vegan, but you're going to a restaurant that serves real meat, beef. And that's what they've been doing for years and years and years and years. And you think that they are going to put this meat, your plant-based burger on a special grill? No, I'm a vegan. And when I go to a restaurant that that 
has a vegan option, I'm assuming that they're cooking it on the grill with the other stuff or whatever. Now, they might clean it off or whatever, but I'm assuming that it's being cooked in the same area. Can I get mad about that? No, they, they, they just have an option. And the crazy thing is Burger King never said that this was a vegan burger. They said it was plant-based. That's where a lot of confusion comes in. And, and I, I also read or heard somewhere that it was stated that if you wanted or needed cooked uh, separately, then you have to request that and they would clean the grill or, or something to that nature. But I saw somewhere that it was stated it is displayed in there that it's cooked on the same grill. So, or, or that was said when when it was announced that they well, were serving this plant-based burger. Well, but that seems to me that it would be common sense. Like you just know that they're going to cook it. And for me, even if I request it, unless I can actually see it, I still feel like there's not. There's yeah, a it's a fast food restaurant. Cook it there. Right. These people don't care. They can clean off a corner of the grill and, and put it on there. It's just probably if right. if you're that strict about it, then you probably shouldn't eat there. You shouldn't be in there. You shouldn't. I didn't yeah. eat at Burger King when I was eating meat. So I definitely wasn't going to go afterwards. But, you know, people, I don't know, people just get real sensitive about stuff. Then you should only eat at a vegan restaurant. Like... Now, if I can if I can see it, like I used to go to this pizza place and it was set up kind of like Chipotle, where you go down the aisle and tell them what you want or whatever. And if you said you were vegan, they would change their cloth, their gloves and wipe the counter down and use, you know, special utensils. And once or twice, I've had to ask them, you know, can you change it? Because I I saw them touching the meat or whatever. But if I don't see it, I'm assuming that you're not doing something. Because a lot of times, people want to just do stuff out of spite. Like, people will put your burger next to a, a real burger and let it touch and then say, Oh, you didn't get sick when you ate, you know, like, so I just assume people are doing, I always assume the worst, like, and so I I have to take that chance. I don't eat fries at certain places because I know they're going to put it in with the chicken nuggets and the fried chicken and all the rest of that. But if I get super hungry, I might, you know, I might order it, you know. Well... I guess we can move on into this week's topic. And what I had was, I saw this online and I think you might have sent it to me. How long is too long to be in the finger quote talking (laughs) stage with somebody? Okay. Now, my first thought was, I'm over 50. So... The talking stage, I don't even know the whole, all of the different stages that they have now. Like, we dating, we seeing each other, we seeing other people, we talking, we in a relationship, we in a situationship. Like, I don't know that we had all of that back when I was actually dating. I don't know. I, I think we were either in or out. Like, you were either together or not. But I guess the talking stage is like that stage right before... You get exclusive? Is that Oh, you asking me? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) 
different people have different ideas of what these different stages are. That that that's one thing, and that's why I guess more and more now things right. have to be communicated. When I think of the quote unquote talking stage, I almost equate that to dating. Because when I think of dating, I'm thinking of you're just going out and you're dating. But some people think of dating as being in a relationship. So maybe that's the problem is, you know, maybe we all have different definitions of, of things. So imagine if you talking to a guy and his definition of talking stage and your definition of talking stage is something different. So if I go out with somebody, then I figure we're, especially after the second time or it's not the meet and greet, then we're dating. But that doesn't mean that we're in a relationship because we haven't had that conversation and we're not exclusive and, you know, so. Yeah, and I think that that's why there has to be a conversation because some people would consider dating being in a relationship. But sometimes when I say dating, I'm just talking about somebody that's, you know, dating. Like you could be dating one person, you could be dating three people. Not that you're in a relationship with these people, but if you go out with someone, isn't that a date? And if and if you're actively dating, right. you could be actively dating three people. Doesn't mean that you're in a relationship right. with them. So when I think of someone that's quote unquote dating, I don't just assume that that means that they're in a relationship. So when it gets to relationship, I think it needs to be identified right. as a relationship. Right. So <laughs> with that being said, I don't I don't know that I could timestamp the talking stage. I think that there needs to be a conversation because if like for instance, you know, on the online on the dating sites some of the, there's an option of, um, not looking for anything serious or whatever. Those people would probably stay in the talking stage because they're not looking for a serious relationship. They're just looking to maybe date and have fun. So on that, for them, there would not be a too long to be in the talking stage. So I think it really would depend on the individual and what they are looking right. for. Or or not, or we're just still in the dating phase and, and we haven't moved over into relationship status. I think it all depends, first off, how you start something and, and you you should have a conversation. What you looking for, what you what you want to do, and then it should move from there. I, I feel like after a couple of months, if we've seen each other, like you said, a couple of times a week or whatever, after a couple of months, we should be moving into that conversation about what we're doing here. Because time can fly. And before you know it, you you wake up and y'all having y'all first year anniversary, but y'all still dating other people. You know, that's the way, way I'm set up at these 50 years. <laughs> I don't have time for you to be playing around for a year or whatever. Like, you, you should know. You should know after a few months. Then after a couple months, then if I'm looking to move into relationship status, we have to have a conversation. 
Now, if we only see each other once a month, then it's going to take longer than that. Right. Also, you know, having that check-in conversation sometimes, and, and I'm speaking from a woman's point of view, I, I, you know, don't know from a man, but from a woman's point of view, sometimes when you approach a guy to have that conversation, he gets weirded out or whatever. And so you don't, you want to have the conversation, but you have to be delicate about how you address it because you don't want to, you don't want to scare him off or weird him out. But then I think, well, if he's the type of guy that's going to get scared off or weirded out, then he wasn't looking for what I'm looking for anyway, you know? So it's, it's important to, to really check in on that and have that mental clock because you can wake up and it, it would be a year later. And, and I think if you, it's communicated at the onset when you start seeing each other, what both parties are looking for. And the problem is sometimes one person may say they're not looking for anything serious. And another person is the person that is, thinks that they can change the other person's mind. Well, if you don't, and it's a year later, you can't be mad because you went into it knowing that person didn't want what you wanted. But if you both are in an agreement that you are looking for a monogamous relationship, I think after, what, month two, month three, and, and this is of seeing each other on a regular basis, like two, three times a week. At that point, is is I think is a good time to check in, especially at this stage in life. Like that's a good time to kind of give it a mental review. Okay, where are we? Are we moving in that direction, or are we still where we were ninety days ago? Like, what do I want to do now? I know people who've been dating, or they live together, whatever, and they be they be engaged for three or four years, and you know, that's not what one person wants, but they hanging in with hopes that the other person will, you know, make a turnaround at some point. So I think how, you know, what's too long depends on what you're looking for. And if both people are on the same sheet of music, like both people want the same thing, because that's what's important on the length of time is did you have the conversation and are you both looking for the same thing? Then, okay, we both should be arriving at the point of, okay, we at that point now where we can have this conversation about, are you seeing other people? Do you still want to see other people? I know for me, when I was on the dating site, the conversation was, are you still on the dating site? You know, because that's the thing. We in the dating stage or the talking stage, you know. Yeah, and and I think that goes to what you were saying before. You don't want to waste a lot of time in something that's not going to materialize into what you wanted and needed to be. So if you're 60, 90 days in and you feel like it's time to have that conversation, you have to have that conversation. Because if you're hesitant for fear that the person is going to think that you're trying to lock them down or is not ready or think you're moving too fast, whatever those reasons are, and you don't have the conversation, right. you can very easily look up and it's a year later. That that's, that's true. I know for me, sometimes 
<clears throat> when I was on the dating site, if I started talking to one person just for me, then there was a period of time where I just got off the dating site. Just because for me at that particular time, it was just easier to see where this was going. Because sometimes you can get distracted if you, you know, see you talking to, you know, two or three people, you get distracted because nobody gets all the attention. Okay, so you know, you just spread thin. But what if you're not seeing other people? Because that's not the only determination or determining factor of whether or not you flow into a monogamous relationship. So let's just say you're not seeing anybody else and they're not seeing anybody else. Cause you guys established that like after two or three weeks, like, Oh, I like you. I like you. Well, I'm not really seeing anybody. I'm not seeing anybody else. Even though you're not seeing anyone else, you're still not in a relationship. You're just dating. You're getting to know one another. So even taking out other, taking other people out of the equation, you still right. have to be, and even more so in that circumstance, you have to be really careful to communicate. And I think first you do your internal check-in to see where you are and if you're good, and then you communicate with the other person. Because if you're not seeing other people after month two, month three, month four, you want to know what's going on because there are situations where people are only seeing each other, but they're still not in a relationship. For me, conclusion is what's too long depends on um, what you're looking for. Have you had the conversation with the other person to make sure that that's what they're looking for? And then to me at this point in my life, a couple of months, if we both decided a relationship is what we're looking for and it's going in that direction after month two, maybe month three, we should be having that conversation. I'm going to say two months though. Cause I'm thinking after two months, we've been hanging out. Like you should know if you want to try this relationship thing. I'm not saying we moving in together, but you know, we should be having that conversation about, I like you, you like me, you know, let's try to be in a relationship. So that's, that's my takeaway from it. I say ditto. I guess. Yeah, that's my takeaway. So, okay, well, that's a good spot to end the topic. So now we can move into Ratchet Recap. And I wanted to start off by talking about um, the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Okay. So I watched the most recent episode and, you know, I felt really bad for Kenya. And I'm not like a big Kenya fan. I think she brings a lot of drama to the show. So she's good for the show. You know, she's extra and over the top and all of that. But I'm not like a real rah-rah fan. But it was so uncomfortable watching her and her husband interact. Like, it was hard to watch. Like, I felt bad <laughs> for her. I felt like they should have just scrapped that whole part and just gave her her dignity <laughs> and not showed that. Like, it was just hard. It was hard you know to watch. Messy. It, it was. It, yeah, but that was, like, really hard to watch. Like, he just 
He was so in love. And it's beautiful to see a father or uh, in love with their child like that. I think that's beautiful. But, I mean, he was just, it was like he was using the child to ignore her. Or, I, I don't know. It was... Not taking anything away or that any of love and affection that he has for his daughter. But he was definitely using that, uh, using the baby as a crutch to ignore her, to not talk to her, to not answer questions that she's asking him. He just ignored her. Yes, it was just, and she said something about them going out of town and, you know, it sounded like she was trying to have like a romantic getaway. And he was like, want to take the baby? Who wants to take their seven month old baby on a romantic getaway. Someone who doesn't who want to be alone that? with the I... other person. <laughs> and that was hard to conclude. Like, that was just bad. It was it was so sad. I was like, I just really feel... I feel bad for you. Like, you, you could... You should have said, please edit this. Like, just take they that did whole part edit out. It. So, it probably wasn't that bad. Oh, it was... It, it was just hard to watch. Even even the little chunks by themselves was just bad. The way he was, it was almost like he, he well, he was. He was just using the baby to ignore yeah, her. Yeah, and I, I think they did that on purpose to make it look that way. Because the way that she was yeah. asking questions and waiting for a reply, then it's like, you know. If he was truly acting like that in that setting, I don't know that she would have continued on. Or maybe she would have because the cameras were there. So, I don't know. It it was an uncomfortable situation. Yeah. And they probably both feel foolish it was. now watching it. Yeah, it was, it was really it was really hard to watch for her sake. Like, he was just being... And, and I mean, it, it, it seems like it, it all was true, though, because now they're not together. And she, even in her little, but it seems like he just wasn't, he wasn't interested, you know, in being a part of the show, which was, you know, obvious. And then in her, period, he just wasn't interested. And he, no matter how much they edited, he just wasn't interested. So. And there is also painful. some shifts in some friendships. Like, Cynthia is spending a lot of time with Eva and Portia was hanging out with um Tanya. Kenya. Tanya. And, uh, Tanya. Uh-huh. So there there's been some shifts there. And Nene, of course, made her appearance on this last episode. Yeah. Okay. So my take on Nene. I really, the first two episodes, she wasn't even on the, those episodes. And I didn't, I didn't miss her like, either. I didn't, I didn't even realize she wasn't on there until I saw some a bunch of stuff on Twitter right. or whatever. And I was like, oh, this must be your groupies or whatever. Because I didn't even, I didn't even miss you. I didn't even think about it until I saw that on Twitter. And, and I have to ask what I always ask about Marlo. <laughs> You know so what? What did Again, you not a fan of Marlo? Well, what did you think about yeah, her I, talking to Nene and trying to get Nene to soften a little uh, f- towards Cynthia? I thought that was really big of her and a whole different side of Marlo. And I'm thinking maybe the kids <laughs> softened her or something, but 
I mean, I think that's the mature thing to do. And even Greg said to Nene, like, just own your part. You know, just just own your part. And so she's not, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't. But I, and I didn't like I didn't like the way Nene was. I don't know. For the whole Greg and the cancer thing. I still felt like she wants more sympathy than she should be. Like, I feel like he should be the focus. He just overcame cancer. He beat cancer. You know, he had a rough year plus. Can we just let him celebrate that? And do, does it have to be about your journey as a caretaker? Or do we always have to talk about that? Or maybe that's how it's being edited. But it seems like even on Twitter and stuff like that, throughout his whole cancer journey, all her, a lot of her posts were about how horrible he was being to her. You know? And, and, and I get, I, I get that when people are sick like that, um, you know, they can get honorary and mean and, you know, whatever. And it's hard on caretakers. I get that. But... You know, it you, you do. I I would think some of the focus would you would think back and think, but they are dealing with, you know, a mm -hmm. disease. So maybe I can cut them a little bit of slack, and maybe it it isn't all about me. Okay, this is the 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 cards I've been dealt. You know, and hopefully the creator will see fit in, you know, giving me a break from this person for a minute and let me go out and do something and then come back and deal with it. And then I go out and do something else and have a few drinks and then come back and deal with it. But I mean, she, it just seems like everything was about her. And I, when they were doing a little infomercial or whatever, it was just about her. And even Greg was trying to be nice. and was like, it was all about you. No, you just be cancer <laughs> and you look good. You know, he looks good. I'm like, I don't know. She just, she's a lot. She is a lot. She's just, a, she's just super extra for me. And I don't know, Cynthia seems to be... Messy. I don't know if the word is messy. messy. Okay. Okay. Messy. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. And I want to see if she's going to keep that but same she... energy when she comes face to face with Nene. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so, did you have anything else on Real Housewives? I'm trying to think. Yeah, let's talk about Eva out very quickly. And and the first thing that I thought about yes. when she and Cynthia went to look at the house, love the house on the inside, but on the outside, it just looked like a regular house. And when they pulled up uh -huh. and she was saying something about they need security and I'm like, security? Y'all just pulled up in the driveway and the door is right there. Like, what kind of security you gonna have in there? <laughs> it's almost right. like the house yeah, they, okay. they drove up to is not the same house they walked into. Because the house is gorgeous on the inside. Right. And, and here's my other thing with her. When she said that she she told Cynthia she had they just picked up and moved because I guess the ex had you know got her address or something like that. I, I mean, is that how we gonna live our lives though? Because you are on TV and you're on a radio show. Like I'm sure that he can find your address. 
Is that what you're going to continue to do every time he finds your address? You're just going to pick up and move to the next yeah, spot? I, I think Who she kind of used that as like an excuse that? of why she moved. Right, because she has moved in the last year that she's talked about. She's moved about three or four times. Who can do that? Like, I moved in June of 2019. I really could stay here for another five <laughs> years if possible because the thought of moving gives me anxiety. Just the thought of putting all this stuff in boxes and on a truck and then taking it off the truck and putting it, taking it out the box. The thought of that gives me anxiety. I can't even imagine just doing that on the fly. Like just coming home one day and be like, oh, we, we got to move and move over the weekend. No. Do you know how long it took? Am, am I, I, I don't have a lot of stuff. Do you know how long it took me to pack this stuff up? Oh, no. It, it just gives me anxiety thinking about it. I can't imagine somebody would do that. If somebody found my address and he's that, and I'm not saying he's not dangerous. We would have to spend that moving money on security. Alarm systems, cameras, you know, somebody sitting at the front door, <laughs> whatever it takes. But all of this moving money, I just don't, I don't buy it. I And I love Eva. I think, you know, mm-hmm. I don't buy it. I just don't. I don't see it. It it doesn't make sense. He He's that dangerous. And you, you don't think about getting security? You just going to keep moving? It doesn't make sense to me. I I think she might be and she might be having some financial issues. <laughs> okay, I know that that wouldn't be good to say that you having financial issues when you're on TV, but really you need to think of a more uh, believable story because that just doesn't fly. That makes you look like you having financial issues and you don't want to talk about it because I mean we all either know somebody or have done it ourselves done that nighttime <laughs> move where you move after you know <laughs> so I just don't I'm not buying it I just don't I don't believe it and then what is this about her possibly getting kicked off the radio station oh I don't know about that well they were saying that she called Portia no she called yeah Portia and Kenya nappy headed and she said some other stuff about Portia and Kenya. And so now they had there's a petition going around to, you know, take her off the show. <laughs> and the brat was saying, you know, she's in an uncomfortable position. Yeah, I saw because that. Because she knows both of them. When Eva said that, it was when Cynthia, I think, had told Eva that Portia told Kenya that Eva didn't bring her kids to the baby's birthday because she didn't know Kenya or something or or that whole mess. Right. And because Eva is always, you know, she say her little stuff and she basically said, Oh, Portia need to worry about her. She just had a baby. Da da da. Um, I don't have time for the nappy heads. It was just kind of, like that like I didn't I didn't take it that yeah. she was calling P- 
Portia nappy-headed or calling Kenya nappy-headed. It was just Eva uh, being Eva, you know, <laughs> that's how she do. Right. But, I mean, I don't know. If somebody called me nappy-head, I'm not going to get twisted about it. I don't, you know, that ain't enough. Yeah, and, and the thing that is, I don't even think that all in my feelings she was personalizing it. it when she said it. She was like, oh, those nappy-heads better leave me alone or something to that extent. I don't even think she was personalizing right. when she, 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 she said that. But it was, but I, I, I do think because of some of the stuff that she said and she brought up Portia's situation with Dennis, then that brought about beef between her and Portia. And they're both there. So I guess it was right. like, okay, if anybody is expendable, maybe it's it's Eve or whatever. But I don't even think it has to be that. I don't know that they were on the same on at the same time I don't know but I would think that they could be cordial enough to both go to work and collect their check <laughs> so well but I thought Eva was waiting for Portia to come back well each so Eva was filling in with, for Portia at Dish Nation but I thought that Eva was doing something else at the station oh okay Okay, because Eva is on Ricky Smiley's show. And so, I, okay, I so guess that's that what makes it. sense. So she was filling in for Portia on Dish Nation. Okay, so that's that's what it is. Okay, well, hopefully they can get that. They can get that together. Cause Everybody needs their check. Serious. Yes, and Portia, Portia need a check because she got a new baby. And Eva need a check because she got a slew of kids. <laughs> And she she need and all of this moving and stuff. She needs a couple of checks. She probably need like another job, and so does Michael. All this moving, cause I don't know what kind of moving they doing, but the kind of moving I did for this little bit of stuff I had, it wasn't cheap. And so I don't know what kind of nighttime moving they must know somebody <laughs> with a moving truck, or they must have invested in a moving truck because. All of that moving, goodness. She, I don't know. I just want her to tell the truth about the moving and just come out with it and be like, yep, we moving because we living in something that we really can't afford and we can only afford it for three or four months and then we have to move. Just come out with it, girl. We'll be okay with it. Ain't nobody going to yes, look at you. Yes, they will. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's all I had on them. I just was disappointed in how uh, Kenya's little husband was treating her. That just, I wanted to change the channel. I was so upset. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess that's it for this week's episode. Thanks for listening. Talk to you guys next week. Bye. So follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at What We Like. Make sure that you guys are doing what you like this week. 
because we'll definitely be doing what we like. Bye. Bye.